You're listening to the Rumalicious Podcast, where we talk about travel, food, health, entertainment, and everything in between. Your host is Malika Bowling. Find articles and reviews at rumalicious.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Here's Malika Bowling. Hi, I'm Malika Bowling, and this is the Rumalicious Podcast. And we talk about all things uh, food and travel and life related, but today we're talking specifically about travel agents and working with travel agents. And uh, I think that's a, actually becoming more of a trend now that people are going back to that. So we're lucky today we are going to be talking to Christina Ernst, who is the founder and owner of VIP Travel. And they specialize in trips to the Alps, but they do all kinds of trips all over. And I met Christina because I was on a wine tour in North Georgia and she also owns VIP Southern Tours, and they have these elaborately uh, decorated and comfortable coaches that take you all over around to the best wineries in North Georgia. So welcome, Christina, and thank you for being on the podcast today. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, love, love talking with you and chatting with you, and I love talking to entrepreneurs, and you have such an entrepreneurial spirit. Tell us how you got into being a travel agent always had just a love for travel and just always wanting to find out about our great big world we live in, um, just especially when it comes to the outdoors and nature and everything. And so uh, I grew up in a household. My father was is Austrian and my mom is uh, from Georgia. And I traveled a good bit overseas to see family. And just I loved going to airports and flying planes, and, and uh, my parents were also both entrepreneurs, and so that was our downtime and our family time were just uh, vacations. So that kind of opened up this door for me um, with a love of travel, with a love of learning other cultures and lifestyles and uh, seeing everything our world has to offer beyond our back door, and, and um, that kind of stayed with me as I grew older and I knew when I graduated high school that I wanted to continue and pursue a career in travel and uh, I'm still passionate about it many 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 years and decades later and and really enjoy it. Well that's wonderful so did your parents meet from your dad coming here to the U.S. or your mom going to Austria how did that happen? They actually met um, in Atlanta he came over and had a job. He actually worked for the Atlanta Journal as a uh, constitution as a photographer, and they had met at some event in Atlanta. So, um, and uh, hit it off, and uh, here, here, you know, here I am. <laughs> so they, he actually had a very large uh, mail order company that he had started um, with my mom, and um, and sold European collectibles and imports, and. Um, that was how I kind of uh, traveled a good bit with them, finding unique gifts from pretty much all over the world, and that opened up my um, eyes to different cultures and and everything. So they were a big part of my life with the reason I'm here today, or what I'm doing today. Oh, well, that's fantastic. I love to hear stories like that. And so tell us with, you know, with being a travel agent, I think that we all know that there's 
a lot of challenges, especially with, with all the online companies that people can go to and the resources people can book their own travel. So, but I think that there's this, this, uh, renewed interest in using a travel agent because of all the things that they know and the skills they have. Can you tell us some of like the, um, what are the myths that people have about being a travel agent or working with a travel agent? I mean, travel agents are more expensive, and it truly isn't, and I think one of um, the biggest things that we give away all the time, no matter what we do, is time, and we might get sucked into looking for something online and didn't don't realize how it consumed so much of our time, and with the, with the travel agent and experienced travel agent, they have everything we have everything at our fingertips to be able to make that trip happen, and we're there. Um, we're here because of our experience. Um, you know, not only is a good travel agent going to find you a good deal, but they're going to give you money saving tips. We're going to open a free time for you. We're going to give you touring uh, trips and plans, restaurant choices, and then the biggest thing is that we are here for the customer. So it's not like a one, you know, one, one or two phone calls, you book something online and, and you're going to a call center across the world. You have someone that is here for you know, from beginning to end because travel emergencies arise, uh, you know, flights get canceled, hotels get booked from a hotel. Uh, you may not realize so many little uh, uh, things that could happen. And, you know, a travel agent isn't for everyone, and I truly um, am okay with that. And I think most really good travel agents are. We realize we're not for everyone. and um, But for those that want that little bit of peace of mind and want the extra tips and value and know that someone is their advocate for them from beginning to end, we are a great source. So, um, you know, a bargain hunter that wants the best deal out there um, isn't always going to see the value in, try, you know, picking up the phone and talking to a travel agent, but in the end, it's um, the consumer that I'm working with, they know that I want the best for them, and um, a lot of times, once I start talking to the traveler, they may not realize, they may have a completely different mindset versus something they're seeing online. And, you know, they didn't realize that the cheapest room may be the noisiest or facing one of the busiest streets, and all of a sudden you just lost sleep on a, you know, wonderful European vacation. And, or hotel might be a few hours from the airport, not realizing that, um, you know, an oceanfront hotel may mean that it doesn't have a beach. So there's so much value with what a true travel agent can bring to you. And um, in the end, it's the destination may not even be the right fit, or there may be something else they didn't even think about that might be a better fit for their family. Um, so it's my job to make it easier for the client and, um, you know, just create an incredible memory that they'll have with them for the rest of their life. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Those are things that I didn't even think about, like, it's you, you see ocean front and you think okay well that's on the beach or just so many so many different things and i've heard so many horror stories from people who have 
booked online um, because they thought they were saving money. but And maybe they did save a little bit of money, but in the long run, they might not have had the best experience because of not working with a travel agent who does have that that expertise. So so that's that's a great tip. And I see that you know, we're Facebook friends and I see your posts all the time on Facebook and you're, you're always offering tips. Like even if it's helpful, even if you're not booking a, a trip with you, it's just, it's so helpful. So I think that's a good marketing tool as well, because it's like, Hey, Christina really knows her stuff. So when I want to book a trip, I'm going to call you because you know, the, the destinations inside and out. So yeah, I, I definitely am, uh, and, and, and going to start using travel agents even more in my travels, especially now that I know that there are just so many perils that you don't even realize. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, and something that I am not that familiar with is cruising. I haven't been on very many cruises, but I think that there are just so many different cruise lines out there and people are interested in cruising more. So tell us your best tips on cruising, like where to go, time to book, and, and things like that. Sure, the best value for a cruise, I think, is to book it out a year in advance or um, even usually, um, so the month of October is National Cruise Month, and that's when you're going to have the best value for your money to book for the following year. Mm -hmm. So there tends to be upgrades, there tends to be bonuses, free tours, uh, things like gratuities, and um, cruising definitely has become very, very popular. It's there um, I've seen such a trend in travel that this week alone I have been trying to get families to get their rooms near each other on a ship and, and cruises are already sold out for June and July. And we're talking ships that hold three to 5,000 people and um, it's a trend that we are already seeing where people are booking a year to two years plus out. And um, so cruises are definitely a great way to travel. Um, and my tip is to go with a with a cruise expert with something like this because you may not realize that oh these you know you see these great lead-in rates uh, $4.99 or $7.99 per person but it, there are ships that have that still have bunk beds that might be on the very bottom of the ship and it might be 18 decks to get to the top you know to be able to get to the pool area and everything wow. and. Um, so it could just be as simple as a travel agent logging in and seeing all of the inventory and saying, listen, for $20 more, you might be able to um, get an ocean view, or for $50 more, we can get you something with a balcony, and you actually have a bonus with gratuities included. And, um, so there are there is an advantage to getting something um, and making it easier for you. And so with the, with a travel agent, we're not biased where if you were to call one particular cruise line that's trying to push you into something, we may say, well, you know, this this you may not have as much time in port versus this cruise line, or, you know, we're going to see what your needs are for that. And um, I'm a fan of some of the smaller ships. I feel like there is a great value to them. Um, a few of them have tours included. Um, they have cooking classes included. Culinary travel is, is such a big uh, hit for this year, and um, as well as educational classes. So you have days at sea, and, and who doesn't want to learn a little bit something about history or the environment? 
And I, to me, that's very important instead of, uh, you know, kind of waiting in line that, you know, for seats in the restaurant and everything. I just, uh, to me, I, I want to relax and kind of know that I'm getting the best bang for my buck. I, you know, when I take a vacation, I want to take the most advantage of it. And I like to learn a little bit, too, mm -hmm. the destination that I'm going to, and I want a great experience. So, um, you know, it's definitely worth looking into. You may think, well, this one looks, this one's in my budget, but there might be something out there that gives you more because by the time you end up at the end of a, a standard everyday cruise line, you have gratuities or tips that will be added to your stateroom, um, certain drinks that um, are not included, tours, other, you know, upcharges at many dining facilities or events on board, so those can add up in the long run. Yeah, and Christina, you mentioned you're a fan of the smaller cruises. What size cruise would that be? I would say, well, anything under, um, I would say anything under 1,000 passengers, really, 500 or under, but um, anything that has uh, that can get you in some of the smaller ports, um, especially overseas. Um, I definitely, uh, you know, there's quite a few cruise lines out there that I like that cater to these uh, smaller ships, so um, that have a lot included, and um, and with especially the dining options and cooking classes on board and everything. So um, a lot of the ships now are just getting larger and larger. There's one that was just announced that'll be out in two years. It's over seven thousand passengers. You know, Goodness. it's not for me, but uh, you know, I'll do my research on it to have my uh, the client that is interested in that prepared. But it's um, I just feel like we have so much to see out there in our world and how and. When you show up at a port with 7,000 people, I just feel like it, I don't know how you can actually learn about the place you're going to or immerse yourself in its culture. Oh, I think you're exactly right. I don't see how you could do that. I don't think I would enjoy that. That would I would feel like just um, it's just too overcrowded. I don't think I would enjoy that oh, at I all. Agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's it's for some people. Like you know, there's some some people some things for everybody and. There's variety, but yeah, not for me. Me <laughs> um, <Hey>, either. <laughs> yeah. So you had said that you're talking. We're talking about tr trends, and cruising is a big trend. Uh, what other trends do you see in in travel now? Well, you know, one of the things we're no longer a lonely planet, so we can't have this lonely planet mentality when we travel. So what I'm seeing a lot more of is. Um, Tour companies and, and uh, tour companies out there, cruise lines out there, they're really pushing for sustainable travel and getting us aware of what's going on. So um, that makes it easier um, in the long run, you know, more maybe if it's more tour guides or environmentalists on board um, or on a tour product. I just you could go to the same destination over and over and take all different types of tours. So, like, um, for me, one of the things that did it for me was uh, about five years ago, I went up to the Arctic Circle on a small ship that only had 60 passengers. And um, we were able to see wildlife up close, polar bears, uh, you know, every 
all different types, reindeer, everything, and, and learn about what's going on with global warming. So, um, and see it firsthand. So to me, that has created a type of passion about teaching people about, you know, what we need to do with recycling and, and uh, doing things to be better, even when we travel ourselves and uh, what we should bring with us and everything. And so to me, that's what I want out of my personal experiences. So a lot of times this is something that I try to educate my clients on as well. And I see this, this trend just becoming stronger and stronger where more and more uh, tour operators and some of the, some of the cruise lines are wanting us to learn about the environment. And maybe for every tourist, they're planting a tree in, in a city or, um, you know, getting back to the environment. And, um, you know, it's, to me, that's the, I think that's part of the future of us learning more and more of what's around us. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, I love that. I love that idea about planting a tree for every tourist. I think that's wonderful. Well, speaking of trends, I, one of the trends that I'm seeing more and more is this idea of multi-generation travel or multi-generation trips. So do you have any tips of, on planning and where to go for those kind of trips? Yes, absolutely. So again, plan ahead. I do quite a bit of multi-generation multi-generational travel, which means grandma might take um, the grandkids and, uh, you know, or take the entire family, and so there has to be something for everyone. Um, if it's a cruise, you know, book early so you can get state rooms near each other and sometimes, uh, or adjoining rooms, um, and so it is nice to look at a cruise line that does cater towards kids of all ages and uh, as well as something for the adults. Um, and then if it comes, there are a lot of tour products out there, which um, which might be nice to, uh, so if it's something like going to Europe where you have tours included and then something that might be a little bit more exciting for the kids, such like a, a Harry Potter attraction or, mm-hmm. or archery and um you know, in Ireland or Scotland, and, and something for the grandparents to enjoy as well, and a little bit of downtime. So, um, that this is a very, very strong trend as um, I'm seeing more and more families, instead of giving presents, they are booking ahead and giving the gift of travel, and that's something that my family does and has done for years, but I'm now really seeing it more and more, because I just think there's nothing more important than a wonderful travel memory. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. I um, I definitely want to do more of that that kind of travel. Um, and, and I would encourage people to do that too when you can because, like, for me, um, my dad is just, he's older now and he can't travel to, like, it, like it really, he really can't travel at all. Like, it's really hard for him to even get on a plane. So about... Well, I guess almost five years ago now, we took a trip, him and uh, my brother and I, we took a trip to India together. That was probably our last family trip. And my brother and I are both adopted, so it was nice to, we're adopted from India, and so it was nice to go back to India with him. So, yeah, I think I think it's great that people are doing that kind of travel uh, as well. And and just pegging on to that idea of the, the trends, what tell us what the hot travel destination is of 
2019 or for next year? Oh, goodness. I'm saying uh, it's a little bit all over the place. Um, where the last few years of left in Hawaii have been just strong. And that's uh, those are always great for multi-generational travel, and that's one of my regular. But what I'm seeing are these incredible airfare deals to Europe. And so, so many families don't realize, or couples, you know, that it's uh, it's becoming more and more economical where you can make payments on a trip, which is so great. So, a few hundred dollars down, and you have a trip like that for the holidays or Thanksgiving or summertime. But um, Europe is so strong now. So, whether it's Ireland and and, and going after, try to find out your, you know, a little bit more about your hit your roots or mm-hmm. um, immersing yourself in, you know, culture and culinary experiences in Barcelona or Madrid. Uh, I've seen these airfares of a uh, round trip from so many gateways across the United States for under $500. And when you pair that with a wonderful hotel, um, you have these incredible vacations that are very reasonable. Um the Caribbean is always strong, but the price points are still are pretty high. I'm seeing them on average about 30% more than last year, and things are selling out. So I might have something one day, and the next day the client's calling ready to put something on hold, and it's already gone. Um, and that's happening usually around this time because it is tax time, and people are ready to get things locked in. They're just not realizing the trend of people booking in advance. But um, I think... We're starting to see, you know, definitely, I keep going back to this, you know, learning about our environment, learning about other cultures, so I'm seeing definitely people asking, what can we do for our family that's different from us just going to a beach destination and doing an all-inclusive, they're wanting to immerse themselves in a cult, you know, in different cultures. So I'm seeing a good bit of Panama and Belize mm-hmm. um, for families. Um Brazil just did away, or they're doing away with the uh, visa process for U.S. citizens. Um, I think Brazil is a hot destination all the time, um, but I think that we are going to get more and more clients that are going to want to go explore the Amazon, go explore the larger cities, the coastline, the beaches. So I think Brazil will be very hot for next for next year. Um, and I think Eastern Europe is getting stronger and stronger. Croatia has been um, a hot destination, and um, I think the Greek islands are starting to come back again as well as being another great place to go explore. Yeah, the Greek islands, and I'd love to go there, and Turkey and Croatia. That's definitely on my bucket list for sure. And so, Christina, you were talking about the the airfare to Europe is cheap and are cheaper than it has been. And I'm curious to know, I know that a lot of times when you book a, a, a trip through a travel agent, you pay the one fee, the price includes the, the airfare and, and the hotel. But, you know, so many people have these credit cards where they have the rewards, the, the mileage and the points and all of that. So do you do anything or do you recommend where people will book their flight themselves with points and then you handle the rest of the trip? Yeah, I'm actually today working on a multi-generational into the Dominican and, and a few of the family members are using points for airline tickets or I'll have 
where dad might want to save the money on his and use points on his and then I just uh, built the hotel and the airfare around that. So that definitely is easy and even myself, you know, for my travels, I, um, I've got a trip to the Azores this summer and I had plenty of credit card points and just used it for my car rental there. Um, you know, so you, so it is a good advantage and I've talked to clients, you know, what they may want to use those points for, what not. So um, they, they, I think if you do have them, take advantage of them and make sure that they don't expire um, anytime soon because there's always a lot of restrictions for that. So, but if you have them, definitely use them. Just make sure, you know, see if, see if it's definitely the best value for a destination that you're going to, if it's something that you can usually get all the time or if it's something you're ready to be doing, you know, for an exotic destination. And, and um, so sometimes using the credit card points, you don't tend to get as many upgrades or little perks as if you were to book it directly and you kind of get put to the bottom of the list unless you book that true ocean view room or city view room so you pay for the upgrade. Um, so my tip is if you are using credit card points to go ahead and book the room type, the car type, or the seats that you want. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And so we just talked about the hot travel destinations, but what about, do you know or can you recommend any travel destinations that are really underrated, maybe because of just it's hard to get to or but just worth the payoff or maybe it's maybe it's expensive to get there but then it's cheap once you're there just what is an underrated destination that that you just love um i think you know you had mentioned earlier this year morocco and mm -hmm. turkey are two of, i think completely underrated destinations that are um very popular especially for the european market and they're becoming you know, more and more popular. I think um, some of the places um, in Central America, like I absolutely love Nicaragua. I think it's, um, with its culture, it, I think it's a great place to visit, very reasonable. Um, I definitely feel like, again, Eastern Europe, and um, I'm seeing, you know, just a lot of even going down into South Africa, or Kenya, we're starting to see a few, you know, where it's um, getting to be reasonable, where instead of, now that it's so easy to travel, where someone would think, oh my gosh, I need to go for a, do multiple safaris for over a two-week basis, now it's so easy to travel and get there, you could focus on one certain region and do a very reasonable safari, and then, you know, plan something again for a few years down the road, so these uh, things that we used to think about, what we would hear from our parents is true bucket list destinations, uh, they're becoming more and more obtainable. And I just always tell people, let's try to plan that bucket list now. We just never know. Um, and then there's some clients, there's some destinations um, where you may not want to cut corners, whether it's a long flight, you really need the, you know, the business class upgrades, this or that, then I'm like, okay then you may want to wait a year because you don't want to overextend yourself while traveling either. Right, yeah, okay, all good tips. And then, so, Christina, what would be your favorite destination that you like to send clients to? I know you specialize in the Alps, but if there's anything else you want to mention, we'd love to hear about that too. Um, I 
huge fan of Western Europe, and mm-hmm. um, I also love Norway, um, and definitely I'm, I love the mountains and, um, and the outdoors. So to me, I'm so looking forward to my trip to the, to the Azores because it's got a little bit of everything there, and it's just still kind of an um, up-and-coming travel destination so it's, um, off the coast of Portugal, pretty much out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Um, I do love the countryside of Ireland. I think, um, you know, it's always a popular destination, mm-hmm. but I feel like you can go in the autumn and have the entire countryside to yourself and really get off the beaten path, which is a lot of fun. And, um, you know, even though we've had quite a few, um, you know, even the recent events that just happened in um, New Zealand, I feel like New Zealand is just one of the most beautiful places in the world that most people should definitely try to get to and and explore. I just feel like um, the places that are truly in nature are they're getting more and more difficult to see them in their original state, and um, so we're kind of it's, it's really hard on one hand because we're the ones destroying it, but. Um, if there is a, a source in order to understand it better, not just to say we've been there and picked it off the destination list, but to be able to teach others um, about just being better and kinder to our environment. That's important. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. I, I remember going to Machu Picchu, uh, about 10 years ago and it's like okay well I, I definitely want to see it it was definitely on my bucket list of places to go to but then you see all the other people there and it's like oh my gosh there's so many people and I, I don't know what the rule is now but I know that they were talking even then about limiting how many people could go or maybe they just weren't even going to let people come anymore because it was just destroying it yeah and that's the same with the Galapagos and, and you know all of the trash that is in our ocean Mm-hmm. destroying everything and it's just so there there are limitations and that's what I really think is important with the sustainable travel for you know the next generation so where um, tours are including uh, where you can visit maybe a um, a you know elephant orphanage and then and learn where they freed some of these elephants from some of these tourist hot spots and the same thing is you know, with the way of life and certain cultures, too, that are slowly dying. So, um, you know, like uh, we were, I was on a river cruise in Cambodia, and we visited a little village that was making silk, and uh, they were explaining to us how, you know, the impact on the cruise has completely um, helped the village, the kids get a better education, um, you know, helped sell, just pay for for so much because of being a third world, Cambodia being a third world country. On the downside, I was disappointed because the ship didn't do a lot with recycling or, you know, trying to make as much of a, a bigger impact with certain things, but um, it was a great learning experience for me to learn more about Cambodia and Vietnam. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. It's been fascinating chatting with you and learning all of the things that that you've learned over your years as being a travel agent. So I I really appreciate your time today, Christina. And can you tell us, if somebody wants to book a tour through you or trip through you, how can people find you and reach you? Sure. So um, I 
I'm under VIP Alpine Tours on Facebook, and um, I'm located up in the North Georgia Mountains near Helen, Georgia, but uh, the main company is VIP Alpine Tours, and I do uh, absolutely all different types of travel. That was just how I started out, and the name has just kind of stuck with that, mm -hmm. and I also operate as VIP Travel, so, um, and, and the email is VIP Alpine Tours at Gmail. Okay, wonderful. And I, I want to give you a shout out for the VIP Southern Tours, um, because if anybody's in Atlanta, visiting Atlanta, or you're looking for a getaway, uh, your, your wine tours are so much fun. Um, I had a blast. It was me and a bunch of girls. We went up there. We got to go to all those different wineries, and we didn't have to worry about Oh, well, navigating, turning on our GPS, we just get on a bus and you drop us off and <laughs> we get to drink this great yeah. wine and it's, and, a, and look at the mountains. It's, it's just wonderful. So tell us the, uh, the website, if somebody wanted to book a, a wine tour through you. Absolutely. It's uh, com and uh, VIP Southern Tours, and so it's an all-inclusive wine tour. I, I was the first one in the Southeast to create a product um, like it. Due to my travels, I was like, what would people like, and what all, what would make it easier? So we, uh, I bundled everything together to make it a really fun day, and glad you all enjoyed yourself on it. So um, there, it's, it's, um, it's definitely a great product, and it has lunch included, and all the vineyard stops and tastings, and so the website is VIPSouthernTours.com. Well, awesome, and I one of the funny things I remember you saying is that it's not just for the girls' trip or couples. Um, I think somebody, it was like a guy or something, you said that had his divorce party on your wine tour? <laughs> yes, we definitely have had those, and um, now we're getting more and more breweries, so we're going to be mixing it up in the future, but yes, so divorce party, not just <laughs> birthday and bachelorette mm -hmm, parties, right? but just, you know, what, you know, wine brings people together, so we can definitely uh, accommodate any any type of wish or um, need for any type of group. Well, fantastic, Christina. Thank you for your time today and uh, sharing your knowledge about the, the travel industry with us. You're very welcome. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. See you on the next episode.